Podcast in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. Podcast. For a minute, I thought you forgot what to say. No, I was looking at you. You look like you were doing something. I was just waiting. Oh, oh yeah, I was because I was trying to bring up my um, my spiel I... while we were speaking. So, yes. Anyway, I'm Lauren. And, and I'm Michelle. And welcome to the show, the tied for third best podcast on the internet. Ooh. And uh, today we have a... <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. Today we have an amazing show coming up for you. As always, actually, all of our shows are capital A amazing. Mm-hmm. And today our episode is brought to you by Raw Raw Consulting. That's my business and our free masterclass. So basically, one of the things that I notice, and it's something that I'm going to touch on a few minutes here, is that if you don't actually have a plan. And you don't attack the plan. And I don't say attack the plan in an aggressive fashion per se. I mean, attack the plan in a fun way that's inspiring for all. Then what happens is time trickles on by and you don't actually advance your business, your ideas, your goals, your dreams, blah, blah, blah. So what I'm going to help you do in this free masterclass is basically create some space to stay on task. I'm also going to help you to say no to requests. I was just telling Michelle uh, before we hit record that I kind of was thinking that I probably should have said no to something that I haven't said no to. And so really taking your own advice is sometimes a really great idea. So maybe I should also pay close attention in this masterclass. But if saying no is something that you particularly struggle with. It's something that you want to work on. The best way to be able to say no is actually to practice doing that. And we're going to be doing that in the masterclass. Five zero minutes to completely transform your life. All the details are in the show notes and let's get to the episode now. Michelle, take it away, girl. So we're doing political correctness or talking about political correctness today, Lauren. And it's something I guess I've been aware of over the years because obviously I went to school kind of in the 80s and 90s and things were a little bit different when I was at school. Uh, a little bit rougher, shall we say, and uh, people kind of said whatever the hell they wanted, to be honest. So it's going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah, in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot has uh, yeah. a lot's changed, you know, a lot has changed. And I'm sort of torn. I'm a little bit like, well, I turned out all right and I grew up like this, but I do have an opinion about it and I do feel like a lot of things could have been handled better and we could have, um, you know, been, been a lot more aware uh, too. So uh, it'll be a really great um, discussion to have between the two of us because you and I grew up in different countries, you know, different locations entirely. So um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. So before we get into the show, girl, why don't you tell me a little bit about what's been going on with you? I, I always love looking at the Trello show notes because sometimes I, I see little hints and of what I you're try. what you're going to talk about. Sometimes I actually try not to write too much, just in case you have a sneak peek beforehand, and I'm, I want to have you surprised. <laughs> well, now that I know, because I've seen you look a few times now, and I'm just like, oh my god, she's cheating in there. She's cheating. So I try to um, <laughs> I try to keep it very brief. I try not to give anything away, um, so that you can't get a bit of a, a sneak peek. However, um, Lauren, it was really cool actually. I don't know whether you remember. I've read for um, a particular lady um she's a someone who has had regular readings with me and anyway a colleague of hers um the colleague's son had uh, taken his own life and i was like oh okay so she said you know if he comes through can you give me some information and i think you'll remember when i say the star do you remember the one with the star where the family um so i'm going oh i'm a star yeah, where they got a star. star in the mail yes yeah. the next day now i read for the mum, and i didn't realize it was the mom of that boy 
And so I'm going, oh, there's a star, there's a star. What's with the star? I'm looking at the star. There's a... And then I clicked and I'm looking at her and I went, oh, you're his mom. I didn't realize that it was the same, you know, person. So I read oh. for the mother without realizing. Yeah. And um, it was, Which it was is pretty, good actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's really emotional because everything that I brought through, I knew that like it wasn't coming from any prior knowledge because I had no idea that she was the same, yeah, same person. And, and that was his mom. So yeah, it was really, really nice to kind of have that. It's almost like coming around full circle. And I got to really talk to her about what he was saying directly and all of that. And it just was very healing. It was very, very healing. And you know, I do have, um, you know, people come to me because they have lost someone. I mean, he only died 10 weeks ago, you know, so she's still definitely grieving. But to be able to help someone, you know, through that process and um, see them sort of really release and, you know, heal in front of you is, is really amazing. So I just felt like I wanted to share that this week because that was um, a big deal. Yeah, really big deal. Is there regret? Does he have regret or was it the thing like where he was like, I just, you know, couldn't do it. Cause I, I remember reading a book one time and they were sort of cut off and they were saying that, you know, sometimes souls just need a reset. Yeah. 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 He certainly didn't express any regret to me. And I, I have connected with a lot of people who have um, done this, you know, taken their own life and stuff like that. Um, he didn't express any regret to me. He did show me exactly what happened to him. Um, so I knew physically what had happened um, and went through that whole process. But he also, he told me he struggled a lot with the ups and downs and mental illness and stuff like that. And she confirmed that. Um, and it was basically a 14 year decline, which is really sad with him. Oh. So over 14 years. So she was sort of, um, I guess, preparing herself for it to happen eventually um, because he just really struggled. He'd sort of come back and then be a bit better and then he'd go back into it. And it was like that sort of thing for 14 years. So it wasn't like an overnight thing. She just knew it was going to happen. She just didn't know exactly when. So, you know, that was the only uh, the shock when she got the phone call and, and it was confirmed. So pretty sad story. But, you know, to be honest, she left here and she was a lot lighter and she sent me a beautiful message, you know, saying thank you. So, yeah, you know, that, mm. that sort of stuff is why I do what I do. So, yeah, how's your week? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, just, um, yeah, no, nothing really to report, honestly. Um, just moving is sometimes you know, takes it out of you, or at least there's a lot to do. So just yeah. kind of settling into farm life, settling into the fact that, uh, our, if we don't have a fireplace that it's raining, we don't have hot water. So oh, I didn't have a super hot gets wet and you're done for. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. So, uh, yeah. So today I was doing some dishes and I boiled water to, um, help make the water hotter. Wow. Well, you're very, working out. you're very sustainable. Yeah. Remember you used to crack it at me about using like plastic at my barbecues and things like that. And here you are, you're like back to the 1800s here. This is, this is wonderful. Yeah, I know. What a great experience. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, my partner is a spark, uh, an electrician. They say sparky here in Australia. So he's going to have a look, uh, this weekend as well to see whether or not we can just hook up a heat source easily on the roof. I don't understand all, all how it works or whether or not we have to put in an actual hot water system, but you know, it's not, it's not the biggest deal in the world. It's just a 
it's really just kind of adjusting. Um, so before we got on the air here, I, I really made sure that my fire was kind of stoked and I'll have to go and keep that going today. Um, yeah, so it's funny. So it's just sort of adjusting to life on the farm. And, uh, you know, I think one of the best things ever is honestly Saturday night, we sat out by the fire. Um, my partner lit a big sort of bonfire and we just sat out in our chairs and had a little whiskey and listened to reggae music and roasted some sausages over the flames. And it was like, this is the life that we have created for ourselves. And it's awesome. So and that's what you I'm wanted, yeah. really just, yeah, I'm just focusing on that. And actually it's really cool. Michelle is that my vision board, a lot of it looks a lot like what I got. Uh, wow. So it's really awesome. So if people are wanting to, you know, manifest their dreams, you know, head back to our episode where we were talking about, you know, creating the life of your dreams. Can't remember exactly what it's called. I think it's like episode five or something. You do have to kind of bear with the sound. It's a bit um, dodgy, probably worth almost redoing that episode in the near yeah, future it's a good potentially. Point. I think we'll do that at some yeah, point. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Uh, but aside from that, I think that when you're clear on what you want to achieve, you really can achieve your dreams. So Anyway, let's get to the show, I suppose, shall we? Love, 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 love. Um, that is so good. Now, did you want to kick things off, Lauren, or do you want me to sort of jump in? Or? Yeah. Um, I guess I'll kick things off initially okay. because we're going to be talking about political correctness. And I went on um, Google and I found the definition of political correctness, Michelle, which I thought was Excellent. actually kind of good to sort of start things off with. So basically, political correctness commonly abbreviated as PC, is a term used to describe language policies or measures that are intended to avoid offense or disadvantage to members of particular groups in society. And so today we're going to be talking about, I guess, some of our ideas about political correctness. And I'm going to be honest, this is kind of probably a spoiler alert, but I'm going to be sharing some of how sometimes I am you know, a little bit nervous about offending someone because I'm yeah. just not sure, you know, their perspective or where they're coming from. So I think we're going to take a, probably a little bit of that angle yep. as Absolutely. well. So you kind of um, brought up the subject of this, uh, this show. So uh, why don't I let you take it away? And I guess we can start with all things Mr. Potato Head or? Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I will. And Lauren, what I wanted to say was this was kind of a continuation when Lauren and I were brainstorming at one point we were talking about different ideas that we could uh, turn into themes for different shows. And, and I guess what sort of came up with this was about eighth placed medals or trophies or participation awards, which is what we uh, did in a previous episode very recently. So I felt like this sort of tied in quite well with that. And it was kind of a continuation of, you know, that it's kind of that, are we going overboard? Are we going over the top here? It's like things were done, you know, pretty haphazardly for many, many years. And then have we gone, you know, has pendulum swung too far the other way now? Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like that'll be some of our conversation today with the kids, you know, and what they're exposed to or what they're allowed to talk about and what they're not allowed to talk about. So, you know, with Mr. Potato Head, I remember I was doing this brainstorming thing and I was just Googling and then I was like, Lauren, Mr. Potato Head, you know, he's not allowed, you're not allowed to call him Mr. anymore. He's just Potato Head. But then I was like, if you've got yeah. Mr. and Mrs., I mean, I'm Mrs. Brewer, really, and Jason's Mr. Brewer, um, and Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. I mean, that's both of the genders. We're not excluding Mrs. Potato Head. So I was a little bit confused about that, and that's where I kind of think we overstepping the mark as a pendulum gone too far the other way. Mm. Uh, and that's why I thought it'd be an interesting one to have a conversation about because it is actually a Mrs. Potato Head. So... Yeah, I guess that's kind of interesting because if you think about it, even when you used your title there, yeah. you were using a title that is your title. 
Yes. So Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head, those are their titles. Mm. So I don't know. I actually didn't do any research on this. I probably should have because I sound mm. like a, an idiot if this is true. But I mean, did Mr. Potato Head, to your knowledge, have some sort of uh, awakening or, you know, maybe like decide to be who they've always wanted to be, which is gender neutral or not a Mr. Potato Head anymore. That's the only way that I could really see that working. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, Mr. Potato Head is his title. Yeah. That's so what I, I, I don't see how I, we can change. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And Unless I think it was, it was like a self-realized thing from Potato Head that yes. they want didn't want to have the Mr. Um, yeah. pronoun or not pronoun. It's, what do you say? Yeah, I, I don't know, but I think yeah, that it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, they still have their little moustache. She still has, you know, the different things for Mr. and Mrs. So she has the big lips um, with the lipstick and the, you know, pink hair and all of that stuff. So they still are individual, like they, they're male and female. So how do you distinguish? It's, it's, you know, I just think it's a little bit overboard. It's all gender neutral and um, very, very confusing. So, uh, and I've just Googled it and you can still see Mr. Potato Head. It still has Mr. next to it. So, um, perhaps it's being phased in, but um, I think yeah, gender neutral. Hasbro rebrands Mr. Potato Toy to be more gender neutral. So they wanted to be gender neutral. Yeah. Hasbro, yeah. the company. Which I yeah. guess it might've been cool if they had brought in a new potato head that was mm. gender neutral. I think yeah, it's exactly. really important to know for representation that yeah. I'm all for representation I mean when I was growing up in the in the you know late 80s early in the 90s basically it's mostly growing up in the 90s I suppose mm. you know we didn't see representation of fully figured women or women of um, you know different ethnicities very much it was like really kind of that like Calvin Klein's slim waif looking kind of look Absolutely. for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, seeing the way that, you know, things have progressed, you know, being, seeing yourself represented or for the young women today, seeing themselves represented all over the place now through influencers on socials to magazines, to, to ads and things like that in general, I do think there's a lot more work to be done, honestly, because I do always pay attention to that sort of stuff. Cause I, especially mm. when I'm thinking about it from a marketing perspective, but it's super important to have representation for everybody. Yeah. I guess it's just sometimes it's a little bit confusing if we're changing a title of a known entity because Mr. Potato is not like a man or a character yet. Yeah. Um, if we're changing it with maybe no backstory, like maybe if Mr. Potato Head wanted to transition or yes. or decided that then that would that would make sense that would yeah. that would make a lot of sense story i agree with um, you completely and yeah, you think of like that, toy story i mean character yeah i mean toy story you know that's built around all of these characters the little animation um and you know they i'm pretty sure they refer to him as mr potato head in toy story so you know that could be very confusing for a lot of young people that they I now have to they call, might him. call him potato head actually oh they do yeah i don't even know I think, so. I think mrs potato head may be in it a little bit but i don't think she's in it a hell of a lot <clears throat> it's been a few years since i watched it but yeah the gender neutral debate i'll, I'll talk um a little bit about that because uh, I have a friend who is doing a bit of that herself. She's transitioning, um, which is, you know, the backstory, I guess, you know, she's made the decision and, and that's why we're sort of saying, well, if Potato Head decided to do that, fantastic. If that's his decision, wonderful. 
Um, but yeah. you know, yeah, it, it can be a little bit confusing. Um, sometimes I find Mr. You know, Potato Head. Yeah, yeah, is Toy Story is it is Mr. Potato Head in Toy Story according to Google. Ah, so, okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've got a, a girlfriend who is transitioning. She's um, uh, becoming uh, male, but she doesn't want to be referred to as uh, he or anything. She doesn't want any sort of uh, gender associated with herself. So everything is now it, they, their, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So it can be quite, and it, it, she's very specific about that, or I shouldn't say she, they are quite specific about that. So constantly you can see now when you're having a conversation about that person, that you kind of have to really think about it. You can't say, yeah, he or she. So everything is they, uh-huh. them, that sort of thing. It's got to be pluralized mm-hmm. and it can be really, really hard to, you know, have that conversation. So when you're talking about them, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Cause you, you, we don't really say it. And I guess it is because it's, it's, such a negative connotation if you call somebody an it 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 sounds like and i guess that's why um the pronoun they is being used right is is because it is the only because they is plural yeah it makes no sense yeah have they but then the only other option would be it which is which is just doesn't feel right so i can see why that yeah and i think you know that's so great and that's so cool and i just think that's so courageous for somebody to be who they absolutely they are and, you know, I love that we live in a world now where this is more commonplace or it's maybe more safe for people mm. to be authentically who they are. And mm. I think that some of us, you know, I, I do need to acknowledge that I'm a straight white woman. And so it's really difficult for me to sometimes relate to the challenges that a lot of, you know, my minorities or, um, you know, people have. Um, but I'm an ally for them and I will always be. And uh, yeah, I just think that it's so courageous and brave. And I just love that we're in a world now where we do think about it. And you know, Michelle, I was listening to a podcast a while ago and the host at the beginning of the call actually asks the guests what pronoun they want to be known by in the conversation. And then you can always see the people kind of go uh, and like try to remember what a pronoun is. Like I was earlier with Mr., which is by the way, not a pronoun. I Googled it. It's a noun. So, you know, pronouns such as him, her, she, you know, um, things like that. So yeah, I just thought that that was actually a really cool way of kind of making the guest feel safe and also not assuming. Cause I think a big part about political rec- correctiveness, especially when we're speaking in terms of maybe, um, people transitioning or, um, people maybe wanting to be gender neutral, you know, things like that is that we can't always assume. And I don't think we always need to, mm. you know, I yeah, think I that we can sometimes. Yeah. But I think that we're also at the same time, maybe habitually into the whole, well, isn't someone a girl or a boy? And it's mm-hmm. like, now we're in this cool phase or not cool phase, but we're this cool period of life where no, that's not always necessarily the truth for everyone. Yeah. Um, that's going to be harder for older people. Some older people oh, yeah. might not understand yeah but yeah yeah i mean i give you the option on the forms when you fill out forms these days it's like you know do you identify as being male female or gender neutral like most of the most of the forms that you fill out um you know medical or otherwise give you the option to yeah so you know i I feel like we are making a lot of changes yeah but uh it can be a little bit confusing i think for those of us who did grow up in the um 80s and 90s and certainly my parents earlier than that 
Uh, and, you know, growing up in Oslo, and, and I mentioned before, obviously you grew up in uh, Canada and I grew up in Australia, but, you know, I did hear a lot of racist remarks growing up. I heard a lot of ignorance, a lot of people, you know, I always say ignorance is bliss because you're just trotting along in life thinking it's all, you know, wonderful or all the way that you, you know, believe. Um, and I like to be, I guess, informed and that's kind of the difference. So I found myself, and I may have mentioned this in a previous episode, I can't remember, but I found myself in the um, Aboriginal, Australian Aboriginal rights um, in the, would have been early 90s in Fortitude Valley, which used to be a place where a lot of Indigenous people hung out um, and lived and a lot of the homeless Indigenous. So they uh, were riding and I went in there with a bunch of friends. I must have been in like year 11 or something. And there was a lot of violence and stuff and shouting and whatever. And we walked up to a couple of them. There was a group of um, younger Indigenous people there and, and we just said, oh, you know, what's going on? And they said, well, we can't get jobs. No one will hire us. Um, they're keeping us in, you know, poverty. They're, you know, um, like all this sort of stuff. And it was just heartbreaking. I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And, you know, I'm really sorry. And they're like, yeah, you know, we go for job interviews. And, and the, a lot of Australians were saying, oh, you know, the Indigenous or Aboriginal people won't work. And they're like, we go for the jobs and the white, you know, white man or woman is getting all the jobs and we're still sitting there like trying to, you know, apply for these things and it's not going anywhere. And it's true. Like I was thinking about it and they said, when was the last time you saw an Indigenous person working at McDonald's? And I was at Hungry Jack's then as well. And I was like, we've never, like we've never hired anyone, you know, of any kind of colour or different sort of um, nationality. So it was a real eye opener for me. And my dad kicked my ass like big time. Cause he was like, what were you doing in there? The rights? Cause it was all over the news and here's Michelle there. But I was like, well, I was going to be a journalist at some point. So I might as well start nice and early and find out what the hell's going on, you know, behind the scenes of these rights and what the point of them is. And, uh, and I guess, you know, that definitely um, sent me in the path of becoming a journalist later on in life. So um, that was just a real great experience and it uh, hasn't, I don't know that it's changed a hell of a lot, although they are putting, you know, VIP, so Indigenous people in um, policing roles and things like that in certain communities, which I think is wonderful. I've got um, quite a few relatives who are in the police service and across Australia, there are Indigenous people being incorporated into um, the service in those areas, those communities where there's a lot of Indigenous people living so that they have a bit of a bridge. Uh, otherwise, it can be very difficult sending uh, Caucasian people into those communities and trying to, um, you know, get the point across. It doesn't work so well. So I do feel like we're learning well, a little bit. It's pretty hard to relate. Oh yeah, absolutely. They've got no clue. And yeah. the language, everything, no. it's all different. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah I think it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. So I think we are sort of learning, but, you know, certainly even as an adult, I remember just uh, not so long ago and these people, you know, live in uh, a part of Queensland. I won't say the town or anything, but they're pretty, pretty full on. And uh, it's my friend's parents. And um, they were sort of making some very, very racist remarks and making jokes, which weren't funny about other nationalities and things like that. And I was so shocked because, I mean, this was in the, the noughties. This is, you know, a few, like five, six years ago or something. And I just thought, my gosh, because these people are grandparents, they've got grandchildren who are hearing this. And it's like, children are just parrots, you know? And I just felt like, wow, you know, even in the noughties, even, you know, just five years ago, these comments are still being spoken. Like we, some people just aren't kind of, yeah, awakened or learning or something, but you know, each their own. Um, I can't sort of change or fix, but uh, yeah, it just shocked me. It really shocked me because it was like, there was laughter associated with this comment. I was like, wow. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's my point. 
So do you, did you say anything? Uh, no, just because that's, that's their sense of humor. That's their, their joking style. Um, and I didn't, because it's my friend's parents were at a big gathering and I didn't want to call them out in front of all the family. And I just, you know, other people were laughing as well. There was some of us who went away and went, that was really inappropriate, but no, I didn't call them out. Um, maybe I should have, I don't know, but they uh, live in a pretty country area. They're very country um, and all their friends are kind of the same opinion about different nationalities and they don't really have people of different nationalities where they are. So I guess it's not really exposed to it. So I just didn't really see the point, you know, in getting involved. And I've had that before where I did get involved and then I copped it. <laughs> so I didn't want to, didn't really want to go there. Well, I mean, maybe, I mean, that was a different time. Maybe you would react differently now. And I totally understand how you wouldn't want to be the target, but you know, very often when you, when, you know, especially when you talk to people about black life matters, um, black lives matter rather, and you know, movements of that nature, you know, a big part of it is not sitting there and accepting the conversation to be like that. So I guess if you, yeah, like in general, not feeling comfortable to stand up in front of a room full of people who are of this similar mindset mm. is, yeah, I would be totally, you know, probably not the right place for you mm. to have done and put your friend in a weird position. Uh, but I guess, you know, removing yourself from that situation, walking away is, is probably a, another alternative. Mm. I mean, I think that it's very often, sometimes people also say these things because they want to get a reaction oh, of course. and it's cheap yeah. humor and yes. Not funny, obviously. No. Um, I remember when I first worked when my my first radio job. I worked at a First Nation radio station, mm -hmm. and um, it was an amazing, amazing eye opening opportunity for me because I had the afternoon drive show, and that was three hours of content I had to put together every day. And I remember, you know, coming up with ideas for different things, and they were always saying to me, "Well, what's the First Nation angle?" where's the first nation inclusion? Mm -hmm. And I was like, it boggled my mind when I would come up with things. And when they asked me that I couldn't find it. And I mm. started to kind of become even more aware that, wait a minute, why isn't the representation here? Why, you know? And so I actually learned so much from that opportunity that when I went on to produce shows and, and concerts and things of that nature that I always actually made a point of including cultures, different cultures, different speakers, different voices in the stuff that I was doing because, you know, one woman, I remember I met her, she was a, a first nation woman. And I said to her, sometimes I don't feel that, you know, it's my place to be advocating for first nation rights you know, cause I'm a white woman. And she goes, yeah, but sometimes you can be invited to a table where I'm not going to be invited to. And I thought that was a really, that's profound. wow. Kind of a statement. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I thought that was really powerful. And I guess, so the main thing is that, and I know, you know, today is a bit of a shorter show um, because we've got a bit of a time constraint coming up here. But I guess one of the things that I think is really important to mention is that it's really critical to kind of notice whether or not, you know, the things that you're seeing, the things that you're hearing around you are okay, and whether or not they actually align with your truth. Because I think that sometimes we get caught in a position where maybe we don't realize that we have you know, tendencies. I remember I was watching a video a while ago and they were talking about when you're on social media, pay attention to the pages that you follow or the people that you listen to 
you know, are you choosing someone that's sometimes of a different ethnicity to you over someone who's of you the same and start to be paying attention to the different, you know, yeah, the choices, I guess, that you are making to see whether or not you yourself maybe have biases that you didn't really know that you did. It's yeah. such a huge conversation because uh, I actually didn't think we were going to get into the race conversation today, but it's cool that we did. Mm. Um, but I guess in, in, you know, in terms of political correctedness, if, if we're going back to the theme for a second, you know, I think it's really important to ask questions and to not assume and to listen to somebody's, you know, their voice. And if we don't necessarily know the right way, or I say the right in quotations to maybe phrase something or to query something to ask and just say, Hey, I, you know, I, I'm not really sure how to phrase this, or I'm, I'm not really sure how to, how to refer to you now that you, mm-hmm. you've decided to change gender, for example, uh, what's the best way that I can do that? And but what's the best way that I can support you and be your ally? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And just um, touching briefly on what you were saying, I think, um, you know, I, I choose my battles. And you remember ages ago, my friend's mum was going on about COVID and saying it was the worst thing ever and she hated it and da 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 da. And I was like, oh no, it was this and it was that and it was so great. And I got lots of clients and I started my business and blah, blah, blah. And she ended up not talking to me for the rest of the night. And I just kind of had that same moment, I guess, with my friend's parents where they were sort of saying what they were saying. And I just kind of thought, you know, is it going to be one of those moments where, you know, I sit there and tell them all about, you know, why what they're saying is wrong and all of this, and they're just not going to get it. And I just knew they weren't going to get it. So I, I just feel like, you know, sometimes we have to choose our battles, but you know, for me, I feel like we could be learning better at school, you know, the history um, about indigenous people, the indigenous Australians, certainly that they fought in the world, world wars. A lot of people didn't know that a lot of people didn't realize they were fighting in wars, um, you know, with alongside, you know, Caucasian Australians. So, you know, there's a lot of interesting things we're only finding out about sort of more in recent times. Um, And, you know, Coon Stadium, you know, being renamed, um, even though it was named after a family, Christmas carols, you know, changing to be more politically correct. Uh, nursery rhymes are changing. You know, there's so many things that I grew up with that, you know, I'll be like, oh, you know, do you guys have gollywogs anymore or whatever it is? And it's like, whoa, you know, you can't even call them that anymore. The biscuits, the toys, all of those things have changed, you know, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it's just learning all the all the changes can sometimes be overwhelming especially with nursery rhymes and santa claus and all those things that are just fun you know it used to be just fun you know having santa claus there and singing uh, christmas carols and now you know even that's all uh all changed to be more politically correct so you know i think kids are maybe becoming a bit more serious um than what we were when we were kids so Hopefully not, but uh, yeah, it was just something that occurred to me. Um, and I've got a couple of tools to improve your life, Lauren. If um, you want me to jump into that, or have been anything? Yeah, I guess I, I guess I will just say that you know a lot of content that you just mentioned there. Um, maybe we need to have part two of this show because it's like a pretty big discussion. Yeah, but you know, I think that if if there are racist. Um, sexist, awful things that are in those things, then yeah, it makes sense that they would be reworked, I I think. Uh, Because, you know, life is already difficult. Why would you want to be reminded of, you know, like writers? I I don't know. It's such a... (laughs) it's such a big subject it's a wormhole Um, it's a wormhole it really is and then the other thing too is that really you know we do need to be able to have humor and to have light lightness in life and to not take everything so seriously 
But I mean, without looking at a concrete example, I mean, if we looked at a concrete example, I would say, yeah, I guess I would just give my opinion on whether or not I felt that that was a certain way. But I mean, really a lot of stuff um, in the past was, there were a lot of injustices done and there was a lot of um, blatant racism and um, sexism and segregation and all that. And it's not okay. And so I don't want to live in a world like that anyway. So, yeah. I mean, well, really, Mamma Mia, I might that put a stuff link. just better off without it. Yeah. I might put a link in the um, show notes to a story um, that Mamma Mia put together about the nursery rhymes being politi- politically incorrect. One of them was uh, Baba Black Sheep because the reference to black, the color. Um, so that one has, I believe, been changed. I think that's rainbow sheep. I'm pretty sure they have to say rainbow sheep now as opposed to black. So, and that's one that I grew up with. That was a very common one. I don't remember ever thinking it was racist or anything, but you know, um, kids don't really think in that way. So, uh, yeah, I believe that one's been changed to, yeah, it has rainbow sheep or they can use other colors, pink, blue, any other color, um, other than black. So that's an example, but it's a good, um, a good article from Mamma Mia. Um, very good. And we may put that in the show notes. People can have a look at what we're speaking about in real terms. Um, so Lauren, just a couple of tools to improve your life. Uh, one of the ones that I thought was important is treating others as you would like to be treated. I think that's just a basic rule and, uh, or something to follow a bit of a guideline, but it's about respect and what you said before, you know, what do you prefer? You know, what's your preference? Do you want to be male, female or gender neutral? What do you prefer? So I think that's a nice one to preface, you know, a conversation with if it is like an interview or whatever it is, whatever the person's doing. Um, treat others as you would like to be treated. So ask the question rather than assuming. I think assuming is, uh, what do they teach us at uni? Assuming is uh, making an ass out of you and me. So just ask the question. Um, Focus on the solution rather than the problem. So what's going on here? What's the solution? Rather than just looking at the issue, you know, I think that's a good way to look at this as well. Um, And I think we need more people from varying backgrounds in power so it becomes a norm. You know, having Barack Obama in power was awesome. And I think a lot of people loved him as a leader and and it certainly was different. Um, He was the first person of colour to be uh, president of the United States. So, you know, that was uh, a really cool development and perhaps we need a bit more of that, you know, people in power making those decisions and uh, they've got the experience, as we said, with the police service and stuff like that. It's good to have those people out there uh, communicating. And, um, yeah, so have you got any tools to improve your life? Oh, I just want to say that we most 100% need representation, especially in government, like how people can think that they can speak for, you know, people of different cultural backgrounds than them. I mean, I mean, I guess they could be educated and, and all that, but there's no reason why, you know, people shouldn't be represented by somebody that can speak for them. Absolutely. You know, that's definitely that. Um, yeah, I'll just say that Basically, I've got a um, the Raw Raw podcast. I did a whole episode on marketing your business to diverse cultures, mm-hmm. cultural sensitive sensitivities, and how to build authentic relationships. So I put oh, a link to that. If people want to learn a little bit more because I was speaking with an expert on that subject. And also, I put a link to a really interesting documentary by Louis um, Thoreau, and it's all about transgendered kids. And that was a really, really interesting watch and um, gave some really important perspective, I think, on that from the yeah. parents' perspective and the children. It was Louis really brilliant. Really good. I've seen him alive. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. Yeah, He's yeah. So good. So, yeah, he came to Brissy. Um, we went yeah. down to Brissy and saw him. Brilliant. Brilliant documentary maker. 
Uh, yeah. So the party element this week, Lauren, is brought to you by my business, Michelle Price, a light worker on Facebook. If you are looking for some guidance, I do oracle cards. I'm a me uh, medium, so I read uh, past over loved ones or connect with past over loved ones. I'm a mentor. I teach Reiki. So I help you develop and discover your gifts along the way. I uh, do lots of different things, paranormal, you know, house clearings, that sort of thing. So anything that you may need, Michelle Price, the light worker on Facebook. We also have the links as always to our various businesses and things that we do in the show notes. Uh, Lauren, do you have anything this week for party? Yeah, I kind of changed the party element just a minute ago because I thought that, you know, with this discussion, especially the fact that we've only talked about it for 35 minutes really is, you know, probably does the subject a disservice in mm -hmm. a way because it's so big. Um, that being said, it's probably a discussion that's, that's better had with, with maybe other people of different perspectives. Yeah. Um, so maybe we can do that for, for part two or something like that. So I guess the, the party element would be really to check out uh, the Mamma Mia episode or article that Michelle talked about, or any of the episodes that I'll also mention if you are interested in getting a bit of a better perspective on you know maybe political correctness or how to be an ally or how to be aware of all other cultural sensitivities and I think that the most important thing is that if we can continue to learn and grow and continue to be an ally and continue to listen that we um, we really can help to continue to make this world a, an even better world yeah so, yeah well yeah. said. Uh, Lauren, coming up on the next episode, we have uh, Building Rapport, which I think this was one of your ideas, but I mm -hmm. believe it was about sort of trying to build rapport with maybe pot potential clients and things like that. Is that so where we're going with that one? Um, it's sort of more, so I do a full two-day workshop all on leadership and oh. basically be building rapport is a really big part of that. So I just thought I would share some, um, you know, some of my feedback and maybe some ideas. And I always like to hear your perspective on things as well about building rapport. And I think building rapport can really be about business relationships, client relationships, building rapport with just your uh, co-workers, your family members and things like that. And a lot about that comes down to self-awareness and being aware of our behaviors and things like that. So it's just okay. an episode to kind of just bring that discussion to the forefront, um, especially if you are having challenges in your life. This episode could be for you. Yeah. And who isn't Lauren? Let's be honest. Challenges are a daily occurrence when you're living that human life. So I think everyone's going to relate to that very, very well. Now that has been Lauren. The business in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. 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 And if you love the show, please do share it with a friend. Oh, sorry. Were you supposed to say that? No, no. Oh. You go. You go. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the, um, if you love the show. Sometimes we struggle. Okay. So you go ahead. That's true. That's true. So basically, if you love the show, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Please do send us a DM on Instagram or on Facebook and share it with a friend. And if you are really inclined and you want to continue to hear more from us, please do leave us a review. And again, if you're not caught up in our previous episodes, go check them out because they're all really different. And some of them are hilarious. Mm -hmm. This one wasn't as funny. Yes, it was a little more serious. Uh, and if you didn't love it, uh, just, you know, send us love and light because that's what I do whenever I don't like something or someone. Um, I just send them love and light. So I think you should do that too. Lauren and I, lots of love and light. Uh, I will catch you next week yes. with Lauren. 
Yep. See you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.